With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Orlando City opens its MLS campaign this weekend at the Purple Palace. Orlando City taking on Montreal in its first game of the MLS season. Lions played earlier this week. First round of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. The Calvary 3-0. Second leg of that series will be next Tuesday with Orlando City playing at home. But the start of the MLS season is tomorrow, and I want to start with this open-ended question for our listeners, and you can hit us up at 50857 on the Mills Air text line. How much do you care, and how much investment do you have in Orlando City? How much do you watch the games? How much do you generally care about the success of the team? What level of investment do you have? And I think it's an interesting question as we start the season because as as I talk to people and I go around the city, I don't get a sense that there is a significant buzz about the start of Orlando City's season. Not the way we feel with the start of the college football season, the start of the NFL season, the start of the Orlando Magic season, and I understand that football's king in Florida and and the Magic are the most prominent pro team that we have, but there was a time not that long ago when there was a lot of discussion about Orlando being the soccer capital of the South and, and that the sport was transforming the sports culture of Orlando, and I just don't get the sense that that's the case anymore. I feel like Orlando City has become kind of this, yeah, we, we we want them to win. We might go to a game, but we're not following the team. I'm not heavily invested in how they're performing, which is interesting because we're at a time now where I think Orlando City might have its best team ever, and they're starting the season with the highest expectations that they've ever had. There are a lot of people out there that are projecting that Orlando could finish with the best record in MLS and make the MLS Cup. That's the that's how good the roster is. So, Kyle, I pose the question to you. What is the state of soccer in Orlando, and how much do people care in this city about Orlando City? That's a good question. I think, I think that there is a very large core fan base that continues to be Diehard Orlando City, big fans and supporters of the club. But if you look beyond that, you know, you have your, well, it's just for this conversation, call your tier one, tier two, tier, tier three, tier four. Tier one fans who are season ticket holders, never missing match, diehard fans, love and support their team. Then you've got tier two fans. Tier one fans are the ones on the wall. Those are the ones on anytime Orlando City says show up and support, they're there. Then you've got your tier two fans who are soccer fans, excited, enjoy the game, follow the team, probably make it out to four or five matches a year, um, you know, still support the team, want to follow them. Then you've got tier three who are 
not necessarily soccer fans, but want the team to do well and will tune in and follow and just kind of keep their eye on it, but it won't be a top priority in their life. You know, they'll do something else or, or, um, you know, if it's on, they have it and, uh, you know, they'll root for it, but they're not going out of their way to see the game and they want to see the team do well. And where I think Orlando, where I've lost the gauge and is the tier two and tier three, tier three fan. Um, that's where I'm wondering where the passion is. And it seemed like I think everybody in those tier two, tier wanted to get into that when Orlando City wanted to get an MLS and it was the everything and we were rooting behind our team and we were getting behind our team and fighting for this. I just feel that that gap between tier one, tier two, and tier three are widening so much that yeah, how many people, if you said what's going on this weekend, could say Orlando sees Orlando City's first game? I, I mean, to me, there there are very few, uh, and we get, we invite you to share your thoughts on the Mills Air text line five zero eight five seven. How much do you care about Orlando City? I'll share a couple of the responses that we've gotten so far. I'd say City is already prominent in our landscape because of deeper reach and demographics and international exposure. The brand is recognized strongly. That's kind of an overall view. One other. A person who texts in says, zero interest. It was interesting a few years ago, but years of limited success has turned most city residents out. And look, Orlando City was very good last year. Second best record in the regular season. They got to the conference semifinals, lost to eventual champion for Columbus. But even last year, as the team was going on a run to the postseason and playing well down the stretch late in the regular season, you know, there wasn't this significant... Uh, uprising of interest like we usually see with other things in Orlando. When UCF football was going on its run, you had a ton of non-UCF people who were invested in the success of the team. When the Magic are in the playoffs and they start to play well, you have a ton of just regular sports fans who start to rally around the team. And they care, and they're talking about it, and they're watching it, and they're talking to their friends about going to a game or watching the game, or they're coming mm-hmm. together. And I, I just don't get the sense that that exists with Orlando City. And it's a downward trend from what we've seen since the franchise entered MLS. What do you think is the cont- contributor to that? Well, I mean, I think there are I think there are several contributors. I, I no, mean, no, as, there are so many. Yeah, I mean, as, and... as, as a texture. You know, points out it was interesting a few years ago. Some, someone else says no one cares about Orlando City soccer. Bring in an American football team. Um, you know, I I, I think I think for, the, for, I think the for, texts are like that. That's been around forever. I think there's always been a large people who said I just don't care about that game. Correct. Um, I do think that for me, the ability to turn a game on. If I knew that Orlando City was playing on a Saturday and I was at home and I didn't have anything going on and I could turn on the game on TV, that would be something I would do. It doesn't. It's not possible now. I, I, you know, the games aren't on television anymore. You have to have Apple TV Plus. You have to have an MLS subscription yeah, on top of Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus, Apple plus. Apple TV plus at fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that is a. I think that is a big deal yeah. for for just regular fans now. I talked about this with, with Mike on the bridge, and I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I think that if Orlando City gets off to a good start and Inter-Miami gets off to a good start and there is a race between those two franchises to see who's going to have the best record in the regular season or who's going to be the top seed in the Eastern Conference, 
I do think, given the attraction of Messi, that if it's Orlando and Miami that are neck and neck in the standings as the season goes along, that is the type of narrative that would get the common sports fan in Orlando engaged and interested in Orlando City's results. Say that one more time. I think that if Orlando City and Inter-Miami, as the season goes along, Mm -hmm. if those two are neck and neck for the best record in the Eastern Conference or the Supporter Shield, the best overall record in the league, most points in the league, that that is a narrative, given Messi and Inter-Miami, that would engage the Orlando sports fan, who wouldn't otherwise be invested in Orlando City. I think that is the type of scenario that would bring people to Orlando City and want and, and have people start talking about Orlando City and wanting to go to games more than they do now. I would 100% agree with you. The thing that's stopping me is the Apple TV thing. I think that the casual Tier 2, Tier 3 fan, in my analogy, would see that headline and get excited about it, truly follow it, probably go to a couple more games, follow it on TV on a road game, and cons- and try to consume more of that product to get excited about it. But when they, if they're a fan who would see that on social media, hey, Orlando and Messi, okay, let's get on it. All right, what channel is it on? Oh, it's on Apple TV. Oh, I don't have an Apple TV. Okay, get your friend's Apple TV. Okay, oh, the friend that has to have the Apple TV has to have the $15 add-on package? No, um... All right, let's just go to a bar. Okay, which bar has it? Um, oh, yeah, right. It's not as easy as it is anymore because it's harder for even the sports bars to get the MLS on Apple TV package. All right, well, um, let me go to the game. Well, it's in Miami. Okay, and you're done. And it's done. And you've lost them. And all of that momentum that you've built up for that is done. And that's how, in fact, I even think that some of those steps, some fans wouldn't even get to those fans. So you're, you're not going to, you're not going to grow any more tier one fans if tier two and tier three are falling off. It's the ladder up to, to get more people involved. It takes a lot of time to build that tier one, tier two fan. And you do that over time. But I'm not sure how you can do it in today's day and age without accessible, visual TV viewing. Some of the thoughts of our listeners, and again, you can hit us up on the Mills Air text line, 50857. I blame Apple TV. I was an avid follower and would watch on TV before Apple bought the rights. Not having Orlando City on regular TV last year really hurt them, especially since it was their best run thus far. They're offering BOGO tickets for the opener. That tells you all you need to know. And I do think there's something to that. They want oh, to make absolutely. sure they want to make sure that they fill that stadium on Saturday and, and put on a good show. Uh, you don't want your home opener to have a bunch of empty seats. That is not a good sign for the season. One one correlation, one comparison I want to make. So the Orlando City does not have a a beat writer, beat reporter for the Sentinel. There's no one who covers the team full time. That used to be the case. Paul Tenorio did an outstanding job. We've had some other people in that role over time at the Sentinel. They have someone who covers UCF full-time. They have someone who covers the Magic full-time. They don't have someone who covers Orlando City full-time. And so when I think about the, the Orlando City fan base, to me, I'm reminded a lot of the Orlando Predators when they were here during their peak. 
I'm not saying that arena football back in the early 2000s is as popular or is as mainstream as MLS is now, but for Orlando specifically, when you went to a Predators game, a lot of times they were sold out. A lot of times the people there were extremely passionate about the Predators. But when it wasn't Friday night during arena football, they didn't care. They didn't have investment in the team on a day-to-day basis. There was no day-to-day coverage. Once the season ended, there was no discussion and no coverage of what players the team was losing in contract or who they were going to bring in in the offseason. And I kind of feel like Orlando City is similar in that the people who go to the games are extremely passionate. But I'm not sure that there are enough fans that follow the team on a day-to-day basis. There's no daily coverage of Orlando City in mainstream Orlando media. And so I wonder how you're going to grow your fan base in this city in particular if that's the case. Yeah, and if you're Orlando City and if you're MLS and they and to their credit, cuz we have we have these conversations with them all the time. We're trying to get more content out there. They're trying to push more content out there. But where I think I think a part of it is I still think they need to teach the game of soccer. I think there's a lot of fans, yes, that love the game, but when we talk about Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4, I just think those, even in Tier 2 fans, don't truly understand the game. I think we've all played it as a kid, but and you have a lot of kids that play it now, but there's still the explanation of the game from a strategy standpoint that... I think the NFL has done an amazing job over the past 30 years explaining their game to new demographics. I remember when the NFL launched their their giant campaign to have women's clinics where they would gear these clinics to women to teach them the game of football. To get them excited about football. And now the female numbers interested in the NFL is higher than any other sport can even remotely even dream of having. But that's where that investment was back in the early 2000s or late 1990s. They said, hey, have a girls' night, come out, and we'll teach you what your husband's yelling about. And they did that. And now here we are 20, 25 years removed from that. They have a massive amount of women that follow that sport and love that sport. And that's just 20 years ago. Think about how long football's been popular. Everybody asks me, how does how did the NFL get to this level? And they're always working on demographics and teaching them the game that I don't think... I don't even think baseball and NBA are doing a good job. But MLS isn't doing that either, and that's where if they want to overtake, they will never overtake the NHL, the NBA, or Major League Baseball until they start working on that stuff. And I know people are going to say, oh, they've already taken MLB. No, they haven't. They haven't even come close to taking away an MLB. The Yankees, one Yankees game on yes will outrate every MLS game this season, period. So that's where we need to have, I we just the talks, the game of soccer. Get excited about it. Get that game. I think Orlando City is one of the best teams in that league that does the game day experience and push that in. We just need to have more of that instead of, I'm sure maybe not instead of, in supplement to super serving the Tier 1 fan. 
Orlando is an interesting sports city, uh, and I've right. lived here most of my life. You know, we, we do big events really well. We do the Daytona 500. We do the Arnie. We do bowl games really well. We do the Monster Jam well when they come here. Or, Orlando's a big event city. The Pro Bowl has been great. We've had all-star games. Um, but in terms of a sustained team outside of the Magic and now UCF, hasn't happened so far. It'll be interesting to watch Orlando City again. Their MLS opener is tomorrow against Montreal. Coming up in about an hour, we'll talk to Evan Weston, the outstanding play-by-play man for Orlando City's radio coverage. We'll get his take on the team, which, again, is projected to be one of, if not the best, in all of MLS. Time for a break. When we return, our sports law expert, Richard Hale, will join us. ESPN has taken sides in the battle between Florida State and the ACC. We'll discuss that with Richard coming up next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 